Welcome, everybody, to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. Know the boys love when I say it like that. And everybody's in-house. I thought I was going to have a little fun at the expense at of expense. Backyard <laughs> Billy. I was just telling Derek and Polish Ed here that I was going to make fun of Billy, and he gets to listen to me make fun of him while he drives to the show, and he can't retort. I made it. You made it, and you're here in one piece, and I'm glad, my friend. I am glad that you survived that crazy parade weekend um, last week. Yeah, we judge it by success if there's no punches thrown. Yeah. No blood. Uh, no everyone gets, yeah, everyone gets out safe and has a good time. So we were very fortunate. It was a great, it was a great year. Yeah. So, and weather, weather up, you know, withstanding, it's, uh, it was awesome. And it's funny, Billy, because I had to leave here and go straight down um, to be in the parade for Entercom, and I had a sponsor on another station, and I ran into our good friend, Rocky Rhodes yeah, from the KRZ, a, yeah. and I'm like, okay, Rock, you're here. Yeah, I stopped over to see the guys. I said, you went out of your way to walk five or six city blocks in the horrible weather at that yeah. time because around 11 o'clock it was like snowing, raining, sleeting. It was just nasty, but he could not stop himself for going in for a little taste of the nectar of the gods, yeah. nectar little, from the gods. Little- Taste. A little Just taste a little. at Backyard <laughs> Ale House, and he showed me all the pictures, and I'm like, wonderful. Talk yeah, he about to, dedication. And he, was in a, he was in a kilt, so I hope there wasn't like a strong breeze. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you, he, I don't think it would have affected anything no. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, Rocky. Well, we get really to have, have anything under so his instead skill. of funning, have uh, having fun at my expense, we have it on, at Rocky. <laughs> somebody yeah. else is not here. That's He's great. not <laughs> here and he can't defend himself. But somebody who's got some beer laid out, and I know these boys want to do some drinking and tell you all about our show that we have going on. Dirty Derek, let us know what's up. Yeah, this week we're taking a look at Cigar City Brewing. Now, this is a brewery that has a stellar reputation. Uh, it's been in the news as of late with some other things going on. Uh, but th- this is a, a brewery that really, a lot of people seek out this brewery. They have a huge following, and it's really easy to see why, because once you have any of their beers, like this is one that's really done in spades, and they've really earned their reputation. It's great, because we get to talk to their head brewer, Wayne Wombles, later today, so he's the guy behind all the recipes, so we can really get into nice. all this type of stuff of what they're doing. And we actually have a really special bottle they sent me, which I'm, I'm happy about. We got a bottle of Hoonapoo which is uh, a really sought-after beer that they actually ran out of last year when they did the Hunapu Day. They have a release date, and they actually ran out of it and had uh, a lot of angry people coming at them because of things because they didn't have enough. But there was a whole counterfeit thing going on, too, which was great. Counterfeit Hunapu. No, no, there was counter. You have to get a wristband to get the beer because it's so limited, and people were making counterfeit wristbands and going and snagging some and then going and getting another counterfeit wristband. Yeah, so they... Somebody, they basically got the shaft. Boys, that's the wave of the future. They used to scalp concert tickets to big <laughs> concerts, and being that there's no real big rock bands anymore, unless the Stones you tour know or whatever. You know the power of craft beer when yeah. people yeah. are like people make- are looking for counterfeat, <laughs> you know, ways around there. And that's the thing. It's funny, like people making counterfeit beer stuff online. You see the beer tray, and we've talked like all this stuff. It's and ridiculous. somebody sat around a few days beforehand yeah, with their friends, out. planning and plotting that out, yeah. trying to sneak one of the real ones to see if they can come close. You know, I bet. We can uh, make a secret wristband. <laughs> <laughs> you know All what right. I need to do, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're kicking on this off now. We're starting out with a really nice light one. This is their Hotter Than Hellas Lager. 
Now, this is one that it's not uh, spicy. They even says it right on the can, like it's not a lot of no heat. No peppers, it, just yeah, pun? Just a lot of pun in this. But the Helles Lager style is actually, it, Helles itself, the word is German for light. So it's kind of funny because you think Helles would be dark for whatever reason you associate those two. But Helles actually means light, so it is just like a light lager. It's a really bright, crisp, clean-tasting lager. Uh, you just really get a subtle notes of that crisp malt with uh, some noble hops and everything. This is just a super easy drink, and this is one you would have on a really nice summer day just to cool off. Only 5%. When it's hotter than Hellas. Yes. <laughs> Which is, it has not been as of late for most of our countries. Oh, now I own Gene Simmons a buck. Oh, there you go. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> it was Derek, Gene. <laughs> Sue Derek. <laughs> But this is just another super easy drinking one. That's really what you want with these kind of styles of a, of a nice light lager. And this is another one that's great if you're trying to get someone into craft beer. If you slip this over to somebody, you, you got them because there's nothing offensive in this. Really easy drinking, low ABV. This is the type of beer you can just kind of sit and have a six-pack of. Yes. You just sit and have a six-pack when, you, when you're able to start grilling again, which hopefully we will be able to. <laughs> Soon, man. This is Thank the time God of year we start warming. to get, like, twitchy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, but, this is I'm twitchy much. year round. Yeah, I know you are, but like, you know, you know when it could be like 55, yeah. 60, mm. and it's not. Like, it's capable this time of yeah. year of being it, that way. It's one it's thing like when, maddening. It's, when it's like December. Like, you know, all right, it's going to suck. But when you're getting to now, it's March. It's like, okay, it should start warming up a little bit. Yeah, and now the cabin fever really settles in. Right. I agree with you 100% on that, Derek. And as I was finishing that parade last week after a phenomenal Beer Geek show last week, Missed sorry it. you couldn't be here, Billy, yeah. but it was a great show. We had a lot of fun and we were walking through that crummy weather for that parade and I was thinking as soon as we were done there and on I think it's North Washington Avenue we're going up to our vehicle to get out and I'm thinking this is probably going to be the last slushy, rainy, snowy crappy day and oh once again how wrong I was. <laughs> That's the worst part about this. Is it feels like it keeps coming back and just kicking you right in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like oh we're good. Oh no. It's it's like that movie Idiocracy where like they, they read Replay the guy just getting kicked in the balls the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's oh. like like five hundred years in the future. We're all laughing at like oh. guys just getting kicked in the balls. And, for like, but if you think of American American horror stories, the television show too, their hell when the witches were trying to uh, pass the seven signs or whatever yeah. to see who was going to be the new leader of the coven, they were stuck in their worst moment on repeat. And the one witch, um, she loved animals, and she didn't want to have to do any harm to animals. And on repeat, she had to kill a live frog in biology class over and over and over again for eternity. That would suck. I know it has nothing to do with craft beer, but I had to get that off my chest. It, it scarred me. It's because you know what hell is. Do, do you remember the movie? Do you guys ever see Brain Candy from Kids in the Hall? I don't know. That's like a real yeah. Off. Okay. Do you Once want again, to- something else has nothing to do with craft beer. No, no. Me. It made me fine. think of it because there was a part in the the movie where the guy. Like, they were locked in their happiest memory, and the one guy's happiest memory was this cup of coffee. It was the best coffee oh ever. My God. And his assistant had brought it out to him. And then the cuts to the assistant's happiest memory, and it was being in the guy's coffee oh. before he gave it to him. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Oh, okay, that was a good digression. Yeah, but, uh, right. Yeah. Beer. And, that's, and that's what hell is. Yes. yes. Oh my God. But no, th- this is really what you want for these styles. Uh, that's why we're starting out with this one. We're just starting out with a really light, crisp style, and we're going to work our way up into some really beefed up, you know, we have a nice, really nice double IPA coming up later on, too. So when you're just starting out with this, just really showcases what the brewery has, because it's tough. A lot of people don't think of it when they see breweries that have lagers and ales, like the the differentiation with brewing them, like there's a whole, you know, taste difference. 
but when you're brewing them in the brew house, like a logger is going to tie up your equipment a lot longer. So you kind of have to make sure that you have enough ability to have that turnaround because that's going to be sitting there for a while as compared to an ale, which sometimes you, you, know, you can knock them out in two, three weeks. Whereas like in lagers, they're going to be sitting there for a lot longer. So you have to really dedicate, like if you're going to do a lager, you want to make sure that thing is really clean, really good, because that's what you want people to be able to buy because it's got to be worth that time and effort spent into tying up all the equipment. And that's the big thing with this is just having that. And having the Hellas style too is a really nice one because that's not something you really see as often instead of just, you know, a standard lager of some sort. The, the Hellas lager just is a lot cleaner tasting and just has subtle spice notes, which is really nice because you get a little taste of those hops in there, but nowhere near overwhelming of hoppiness or anything like that. Just subtle on the back of the end of the, uh, the palate. Nobody else wants to say anything? All right. Just, well, <laughs> no, I was just enjoying your, like, I was my, just enjoying your thought commentary. Yes, it was like, you had me memorized. It was almost kind of like siren-like. <laughs> but this, I'm mesmerized <laughs> by you. No, you're, oh, you're putting cast, cat videos up on Facebook. No. <laughs> Well, maybe. <laughs> no. That's just no, seriously. No. Every time, like, I watch, like, every time, like, I go on Facebook, which is, like, you know, once a week, a couple times a week. Yeah. Every time I look at Freddy, it, there's, like, 500 yeah. cat videos. I That's love your kitty thing. cats. It's you my do. thing. I don't give a damn about nothing else right now except one other thing I'm not going to talk about. And uh, <laughs> a lot of kitties and something else I really should never talk about in public. And that's pretty much about the only three things, two things I can't mention in public. <laughs> and and uh, cat cats. <laughs> and cats. And, I, and yeah, of course, like my wife and stuff. They're all pretty cool. She's pretty cool. So if you like went back 2,000 mm. years and like, yeah. you know, you told the, I don't know, what a, some great scholar that you could have all the power of humanity in yeah. your hand, all the knowledge, yeah. and all we do is meow watch cat videos. <laughs> yeah, but they're great videos. Some of these cats are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. You're not kidding. Awesome. All right, man. Is somebody going to drink a damn beer? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. This is the digression show know, today. <laughs> Ed, what are you thinking of this one? You're the uh, the hop guy now. So I'm, I'm liking this one. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of like a honey taste to it. A little bit of herbalness. Um, oh, I'd say overall, it's a great summertime cutting the grass on the tractor beer. Yeah. Oh, tractor. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Gee, I stepped up. <laughs> now, on your tractor, will there be a craft beer holder on that tractor? Damn right. <laughs> That's something we should get into going. Polish Ed's tractor craft beer carrier. <laughs> That's one of the greatest ideas and I've ever And then to had. really capitalize on that, Polish Ed's insurance company. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll okay. get him on the front and the back end. <laughs> yeah, just as long as people are calling him Polish Ed, I'll be thrilled. Okay. <laughs> I live for so little. I'd be driving down the street in my tractor. Ed, where are you going? Hey, George Jones did uh, that. Yeah. I'm just going to say that's probably one of the greatest videos ever. George Jones getting a DUI on a tractor going to buy more beer. One of the greatest things ever. That is what rock stars do. That's These are all negative to. traits of drinking, too. And Who's we George that? Jones? Don't even say that. You, you're, you're kidding, right? I. <laughs> Oh, I think you're booted. <laughs> you never watch that? If you watch me, you could find that. Oh yeah, cut all show. our mics. No. No, he didn't cut my mic. He tried to cut my mic. <laughs> <laughs> cut Derek's. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I mean, I know. <laughs> is somebody gonna drink a damn beer? Hopefully not the guy that doesn't know. Who f Ooh. 
You almost had to hit the. Oh, and there's George Jones. Is wow. I'm gonna take a step back. <laughs> just, you could just refresh me on break. You know, maybe. He stopped loving her today. If, he's even old country singer. If you if you can find the video, there's a, the video. Is, it's, it's one around, of the greatest yeah. things I've ever seen in my all life. Right. I almost wow. He almost did it. We've only had it happen one time in all and over the year we've been doing this. You saved yeah. yourself. We almost had number two from the, from the one who should know a lot better. All right, so in the first 15 minutes of the show, we established that Ed would love to drink this beer on his tractor if he had a personal holder for it, and I would tie Polish into that some way or another, and that we would hope that he would never get in trouble and take it out onto the street to get arrested for a DUI for driving a lawn tractor like George Jones did, country legend, that Billy has no clue who even existed. And this beer is damn good. It is very good. It is very good. And we have a caller calling in shortly, and you're going to get a great interview about everything with this brewery and all these fine beers. And I'm sure Derek might, I hope I'm not setting up a disappointment here, have a mystery beer from the back of his cooler or something like that. Do you well, have I kind of already today? spilled the beans on it, but uh, awesome. that's all good. Okay, because I was more worried about the tractor and stuff like that, but um, <laughs> we're going to take a short break, get lined up with our interview, and we'll be back here with the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 and NBC Sports Radio. Entercom's Elite Eateries, Northeast PA's finest dining and family restaurants, featuring the Sanderson Street Tavern, 655 Sanderson Street Troop, Tommy Boy's Bar and Grill, 14 North Market Street Nanticoke, and Grande Pizza and Family Family restaurant, Bernie Ave Music. Soccer. It's more than just a sport. It's a passion. You live it. You love it. Soccer is the beautiful game. And Soccer Plus in Clark Summit is the shop that makes the game look good. They carry an amazing selection of the best in soccer merchandise, footwear, equipment, uniforms, and fan gear. So whether you're a footballer or a fan, you'll find what you're looking for at Soccer Plus. 611 South State Street, Clark Summit. Visit SoccerPlusOnline.com. Soccer Plus is a proud sponsor of the Two Robbies Football Show, Saturdays at 5 p.m. on 102.3 The Sports Hub. Construction has begun at Ken Pollock Platinum Certified, and so is the construction sale. I'm Ken Pollock, and we have lots of exciting things happening at Ken Pollock Platinum Certified. Our brand new showroom is underway, and right now during our construction sale, we are making room on the lot with incredible deals that will move quickly. Here's our manager, Murad, with a few of them. Spring into savings with this 2014 Ford Focus SE at only $13,999, or a 2014 Hyundai Sonata GLS at only $14,999. Right now at Ken Pollock Platinum Certified, just off of I-81 on Route 315 in Pittson. KenPollockCertified.com. Two of the biggest names in music unite. Fall Out Boy, Wiz Khalifa. Holla, 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 holla. Together live. Freedom Boys of Summer Tour. Saturday, the 4th of July. The Pavilion at Montage Mountain. Fall Out Boy and Wiz Khalifa. With special guest, Hoodie Allen. Don't miss out. Fallout Boy is Khalifa. Tickets are on sale now. Available at the Pavilion Box Office. Online at Ticketmaster.com. Or by calling 1-800-745-3000. Produced by Live Nation. 
test drive any vehicle at Matthews Planet Pre-Owned on Bernie Ave in Music and get a free pair of ski passes. No haggle. One price buying with over 55 vehicles on the lot and over 300 to choose from. It's a new way to buy a used car. Book your test drive at planetpreownedpa.com or stop in today. When my furnace went, I knew who to call. C.W. Schultz & Son in Wilkesbury been servicing the area for over 90 years and Jack Bellis hooked me up and made it a very comfortable transaction. C.W. Schultz & Son are installers of Burnham Boilers made in Lancaster, PA, and they install high-quality Bryant heating and cooling systems. Don't waste time. Do what I did. Go to C.W. Schultz & Son and visit them at cwschultzandson.com. All right, we're back here with the Beer Geeks on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Dirty Derek, who do we have on the line? Well, right now I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Wayne Wombles, head brewer from Cigar City Brewing. Wayne, welcome and good morning. Thanks. How's it going? Oh, good, man. How are you doing today? Doing good. I'm sure you have much better weather than we do. We're freezing our asses off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, living down here where it's warm most of the time, I, I like to... I like to travel up there during times like uh, times of year like that. This because uh, it's just eighty something degrees down here all the time. Oh, oh, so yeah, tough. thanks. It's really so talking to you, Wayne. <laughs> if you're looking for pity, then you're. The right. <laughs> yeah, you, you get sick of you know having to deal with fall, summer, summer, and summer. You know, all year. Oh long. yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> Who wants to wear shorts and ta- in flip flops in December? Man, I didn't know you had such a hardship out there. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> So wait, let's, let's take a step back now. What got you into brewing and everything in the first place? Um, well, I have to go back a little ways to tell the story. I uh, I started off um, wanting to be a uh, environmental engineer, and I was in junior college for that. And, um, and then I decided I really did not want to do that for a living. And, uh, and I just couldn't think of anything in college that I really wanted to do. So I dropped out of ch- uh, college, and I had to make a living. So I worked in restaurants and bars, um, and became very influenced by uh, by all the different restaurants and bars that I worked in, um, by the chefs and by um, by the bartenders and owners, um, which got me into cooking. And um, and eventually, all this led me to the path of brewing. Um, so it was. It was kind of just sort of feeling my way, and in the beginning, it was something to do just to live until I could decide what I wanted to do with my life, and I ended up becoming obsessed with brewing. Now, when you were working at the bars and stuff, was there a craft beer scene going on at that point? This was back in um, the 90s, so early 90s, and I'm also from a very small town in southeast Alabama. Um, fortunately, the town is about seven miles away from a military installation that trains Army helicopter pilots. So we had that going for us. So there was at least, there, there were plenty of imports. You didn't see a lot of craft brews, mainly Sam Adams, Pete's Wicked Ale, um, things like that were pretty much just about all you could get at the time. So when you when you first started doing this, what was like, if you could remember, what was one of the first beers that you brewed oh, style-wise? I, I'll never forget it. Um, I brew, it was, I think a lot of people do this too. It was a classic Irish dry stout, and I completely ruined it um it, it had chlorophenols it was it was just an awful phenolic mess so um, I guess, what yeah. was the first good one you brewed then <laughs> uh after that i started realizing that um that i i i have to rinse back then a lot of times they would tell you to use 
bleach to sanitize with, <laughs> and I didn't realize that it can like it's detectable in parts per billion, like such a small volume. So I wasn't rinsing my equipment well, and that was what was creating the chlorophenols. Once I figured that out, a lot of the beers were much better after that. So probably by the second or third beer, it started getting much better. So were you sticking with like certain styles that you were trying, like from ones that you've had, like a specific beer? Was that what set you off on this, or was it you just had ideas of, of styles to try? Uh, a little bit of both, but you're like, I was literally brewing styles that I couldn't get, and I didn't understand. So I was brewing them to be able to understand them because I couldn't buy them. Mm-hmm. And one example of that was German style Hefeweizen. And when that beer was finished, I thought I'd made a huge mistake because it smelled like bananas and clove. And I was like, God, what did I do this time? <laughs> um, but, but then my friend, who was my roommate, said, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly how I remember it from Germany. I'm like, well, thank God, you know. <laughs> I thought I'd really screwed up again. Um, but I was always influenced by well, at least when the right time came and I was able to finally get my hands on beers like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I immediately became a huge hophead, um, but I was also in the Beer of the Month Club back then. That was, I think, before it became Rare Beer, mm-hmm. um, and I remember, you know, like, Acme Pale Ale, Sun Valley IPA. Um, I remember when Gold Blind Pig was, Blind Pig, Blind Pig Golden Ale was coming out of Temecula, California, and that was Vinny, uh, pre-Russian River. Um, I remember all those beers, and they were magnificent beers. And the first time I had them, I just thought, God, this is amazing. I love hops. Yeah, once you get that first taste and you kind of get in there, then you it's harder, I mean, especially for you at that time, to be able to pick apart those things. I mean, now we're kind of spoiled as homebrewers because we have all these crazy hops that are coming out all the time. Back then, you really had to dig deep to figure out what's going on in those beers. I didn't even try back then. I was just happy that, that they had that sort of hop presence. That was before I, I had enough knowledge to be able to begin to start picking out. That was my pre-homebrewing days before I could pick out single varieties. Now, one of the other things I noticed about you're doing at Cigar City is it seems like there's a, a mashup almost of like you know culinary things going on with a lot of the beards. Is that something that you progressed to at Cigar City or that you slowly progressed into over time? That, was, that happened in the very beginning because I, I was cooking before I was brewing. So all those culinary ideas had already manifested themselves before actual beer production. It was just a matter of making them physical. Um, and it was, sometimes it was pretty challenging, but back in 93, I was making like an, an Irish um, cream uh, coffee uh, foreign-style stout. Um, and doing different things like making... A, like a mango beer with Indian spices underneath it. Um, and then maybe I would throw like a Belgian yeast at it. Uh, I was already doing things that were culinary inspired. It was just a matter of um, maturing them, I guess is a good way to say it. So do you, do you have, when you're putting recipes together, do you have like pairings already in mind with foods as you're setting them out? And does that influence like maybe some of the spices or things you're putting in? That's kind of secondary to me because the beer is the food. That's the way I'm creating it. The beer is is a, is a singularity, um, and then everything else to me is secondary. So the beer is the food. So one of the other things with you guys being in Florida, how much do you feel like in the immediate area, is there an influence from the climate onto what beers are, are really popular there? 
as far as what this you're is, putting out? This is a misconception that we tried to break because um, I think some of the existing businesses that were here before we came along played to that far too much, and they ended up making products that weren't really craft beers and weren't really what craft beer drinkers wanted. They're catering, catering more to tourists mm. um, or people that had no idea what craft beer was. So when we came in, we took that whole ideology and scrapped the hell out of it because um, it's, it's, it's really doesn't make any sense. And we just started making craft beer for craft beer drinkers. We started making beers that we like to drink. And I, I just, I don't, don't like that philosophy. Um, I understand it, but I just don't think that it should be a primary focus in the production of craft beer. Yeah, because I would imagine with, you know, you guys having Hunapua being such a very sought-after beer, like, that's not something I would imagine that they would most people down there would think, like, oh, that's something you're going to enjoy in Florida, a big, heavy stout. So that's probably one of the styles they, a lot of them are avoiding then. Well, we also released our Imperial Stout um, Zukov in August, which is the hottest month of the year down here. You know, you're talking about 90s all month long. Um, and it's it's just, uh, we don't try to, we, we uh, don't think about things in the same way. So now one of the other things you guys had were, were some growing pains back then. Like, So how many states are you distributed in, in now? Oh, it's not a Wayne question. Um, uh, I don't know, like, I can only guess. Maybe six to eight okay. is my guess. Um and you know we have a hard enough time with supplying just supplying the state of Florida, um, but we we do have these distribution points open, and we try to supply them um, as often as we can. Um, but our primary focus is our home market. So, do you guys really see yourselves more as a regional brewery? Because we we had had Doug Odell on a few weeks ago from Odell Brewing, and he was talking. That's how they see themselves as a brewery is more of a regional. As they grow, they still want to remain regional. Is that Cigar City's kind of philosophy as well? Our growth is based upon being able to maintain the quality of our product. So I don't, I don't think that there is necessarily. My my initial goal was to be a regional brewery. I think we've done that, but my next goal is you know to continue to grow and be able to supply the existing markets that we've gone into. Um, but maintain the quality. So I don't have an issue with us going beyond being a regional brewery as long as the quality of product is there. So now one of the other things, now with you being the head brewer, what type of music, is there a set kind of music you have on, on Brew Day, what you're doing, what you're working through? I listen to a lot of different music, but actually to to be honest with you, the, a lot of the brewing that I do now at the brewery are usually pilot pouches. Um a lot of times, uh, I'm not doing a lot of the brewing. I probably brew more at other breweries than I brew, brew at my own for collaborations. Um, but when I, I listen to a lot of different stuff, um, I listened to, I was in punk rock bands and post-punk bands um, back when I was younger. I was in bands for seven years. We went into the studio at least three times with different projects. Um, and just... You know, punk rock, post-punk, but I'll listen to anything. I love jazz, too, um, classical, anything that's just, you know, good music to me. Some some will go for the soothing, relaxing thing to kind of help with the stress, and others, you know, like uh, Surly or Three Floyds, are they're big metalheads and just be jamming on black metal the whole day. So I wasn't black sure. metal. I wasn't sure where, where, <laughs> yeah. where you fell on the spectrum with that. I think it kind of depends on your philosophy going into it. 
I'll tell a brief story about that. We're at Hoplot Selection last year, and Todd Hogg from Surly is in a room with um, some one of the guys from Three Floyds, and every, all the other rooms that are selecting lots are there's no music, and you go into their room, and of course it's Todd Hogg, so it's like you know dark metal, death metal, whatever, and yeah, and so when all the all the feedback came back on like votes for to selecting lots. Your feedback was completely different than all the other groups. I thought it was really interesting. So as everything's moving forward, like where do you see the, the future of craft beer industry? I mean, there's been like buyouts and all these things going on. Like where do you see, I mean, I know you're the, the brewery, not involved in the business as much, but where do you see as someone involved in this uh, hurricane going on, things moving towards? I'm sure we'll probably see, probably see more of the buyouts. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there are going to be more and more breweries that or owners that are ready to get out. Maybe they felt like they've done their time and they're ready to retire or, or do something different. I'm sure that a lot of people see that as, you know, you sold out your business and, you know, like maybe maybe you're maybe you weren't as committed to craft as you thought when you began this business, but it's really their prerogative and it's it's their business. They built it. They have the right to sell it. Um, I I don't I don't know if I would necessarily buy from a brewery that was bought out by ABN Bev um, without at least, you know, like sort of seeing if things have changed. Um, but uh, to me, it's all about the quality in the end. And if the quality is there, then maybe it doesn't matter so much that ABN Bev buys them out. Yeah. That, that's a lot of stuff we, we've talked about with everything that happened with the Elysian and, and what was going on. A lot of it is just as long as the quality doesn't change and they don't come in and ruin the beer, which as a business standpoint would be a stupid idea anyway to kind of buy something and then run it into the ground because you're just you know pissing your money away for no reason whatsoever. Exactly. And ge- generally when they buy them out, they will leave the main people in place they want them to stay yeah. because they want that very thing. They want to maintain it. Well, let's get into what you know best and what you've done best. We're gonna, we've now cracked up. And we're having the high ally. So first, before we even talk about the beer, what's the funniest pronunciation you've heard of this beer? Um, Jolly Ollie is one of them, <laughs> uh, and Jai Ali, Jai Ali is very common. Jai Ali, that one is usually the one I hear in uh, in Denmark or mm. Sweden. I heard that a lot. I well, think a little more of an excuse because of the language barrier to begin with. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're closer to Spain than we are. Nah, that's true. Yeah. Touche. So when you're putting this together, what what's kind of what are the hop selections that have gone into this and what was the, the target on this? Because what's interesting with this beer is it doesn't have that super dry finish, but it has like a real nice smooth hop bite, but not overwhelming. Uh the idea for the grist was to try to have enough residual sweetness to make the the combination of hops come across as succulent or lush or luscious. Um, so I wanted just enough sweetness to take that bitterness and flip it just a little bit so it's not so just assertively bitter and aggressive. And it helps to generate more of a fruit, the tropical fruit note versus just an all-out West Coast attack. Um, so that's kind of the idea with the beer. I wanted it to be tropical. It, it definitely has that in spades, but it's it's nice because like I like a nice dry finish, but it's nice because it has like, a very slow dry finish on the end, but it's not overwhelming. It doesn't have that real strong bite. Like it's a kind of an IPA you can give someone who's just kind of getting into this style. Sure, and you, you get all the tropical notes to me and everything up front, 
and then real late you'll have this bitterness sort of come in and sweep your palate and it stays with you for a little while and to me it, it dries your palate out just enough to want to take another sip yeah. of it yeah, it's it's absolutely perfect. This is one of our our favorite IPA. So thank you very much, Wayne, for for brewing this one. <laughs> awesome, thank you for thank you guys for drinking it. Well, yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's a tough job, Wayne, but someone's got to so, do it. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it was really really appreciate it. You know, got into a lot of great things and absolutely love all the beers that you're doing. And uh, we're looking forward to finishing off some more during the show. Awesome, sounds great. Cheers. Have a great weekend, man. Cheers. Yeah, enjoy the weather. Yeah, have a good time in that damn Cheers. stupid 90-degree weather that you're suffering with. And all those women not wearing very many clothes and stuff. I feel for you, dog. I wish they were all bundled up and covered like they are here in Northeast PA. But you're just going to have to brave through it, dude. And he's gone completely. <laughs> all right. So I wasted all that air when I could have been kicking back, sucking some in, because we're going to take a quick break at this moment. And when we come back, these boys have more beer to drink and tell you all about on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV, a high capacity ultra quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. Make it yours. Choose your free Estee Lauder gift right now at Macy's. Inside an exclusive designer bag by Lisa Perry is your eight-piece gift worth over $125. Receive Advanced Night Repair, our number one serum, and pops of color and fragrance. Choose your moisturizer, eye cream, and full-size lipstick. All free with any $35 Estee Lauder purchase. Quantities are limited, so come in for your free Estee Lauder gift. Now through March 22nd, exclusively at Macy's and Macy's.com. When my furnace went, I knew who to call. C.W. Schultz and Son in Wilkesbury, been servicing the area for over 90 years, and Jack Bellis hooked me up and made it a very comfortable transaction. C.W. Schultz and Son are installers of Burnham Boilers made in Lancaster, PA, and they install high-quality Bryant heating and cooling systems. Don't waste time. Do what I did. Go to C.W. Schultz and Son and visit them at cwschultzandson.com. Ouch, another pothole. Go to GetMyPerks.com. Right now they have a deal on four-wheel alignments at Planet Pre-Owned for half price. I thought the deal was tire rotation and balance for half price. No, the deal is for two standard oil changes for half price. You're all right. At GetMyPerks.com, Planet Pre-Owned is offering all of those services for half price today. And I might need all of them. Planet Pre-Owned has highly qualified technicians working to provide you with exceptional services in a timely manner. They offer a variety of services from oil changes to transmission replacements. Find out more at Planet PreOwnedPA.com. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time. 
not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Ask all right, we're back here at the Beer Geeks Radio Hour Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. And we're having all kinds of fun. What a fabulous interview that was. Learned a lot about this fabulous beer and um, some funny things, too, like laughter, complaining about the weather. <laughs> I think he was being facetious. Oh, I know. It was, Do you know <laughs> that facetious is the only Eng- uh, English word that has every vowel in a row. All right, you know that, but you don't know who the hell George Jones is? Oh my God. Yeah. All right. I'm just I'm just throwing it out. All there. right. Well, whatever. Okay, that's great. You don't know who George Jones is, but Facetious has every vowel in the world on the game of what's it called? What? I like to buy a vowel. We have Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's, not that's Jeopardy. Uh, oh, we'll buy a vowel. Oh, yeah, well, fortune. Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. I was thinking it was a Jeopardy right. question. I'm not getting on this train again. We have beer to drink, yeah. and you guys have to drink it. So we, we just cracked open a, a can of the Invasion Pale Ale. This is all. That's everything too. We didn't mention. Everything we've had so far from Cigar City has been in cans, which is nice. So they have a, a wide selection in cans. Uh, this is their Invasion Pale Ale, 5%, really easy drinking American pale ale. But it's got a real nice pungent hop note to it. Uh, it it dances that line. Like sometimes you get that line that, you know, pale ale, IPA. It dances <clears throat> that line because it has a real, I mean, on the palate, it kind of appears more like an, an IPA almost because it has a little bit more of a malt feel to it. Like it has that little bit of heft that kind of feels like it kicks it out of the territory, but it's definitely a pale ale. Like you, you wouldn't uh, be knocked points or anything if you were saying this is a pale ale. And it's, But it's just got a real nice like subtle hints of pine, some lemon, like some real nice citrus notes coming through and really subtly sweet malt bill, but not, not cloying, not overly sweet. It's not a super dry finish, though. It kind of actually makes the mouth water a little bit, which it is It does, nice. yeah. And it... I get a lot of citrus on the back end of it, you know, and it's, it is definitely walking that line. Yeah. And if someone were to say this is an IPA, I would say it's a very it's a um, thin IPA, very type, thin yeah. IPA. Like some people might consider this if you were to sell this as a session IPA, yeah. you could, yeah. you could, you literally could do and that, that. That's like some of the arg- agreement, uh, yeah, agreements, arguments people have made about the session IPA is that kind of seems to fall more into a pale ale category because a lot of what are American pale ales. Uh, have made that crossover into really being IPAs. And that's what really upsets a lot of people is because they've, you know, this love of hops that we all have, they've decided to like just throw them in everything that they possibly can and really wind up knocking American pale ales into what would be an IPA. Like if you had a traditional pale ale, it's very reserved in hops. It's not as hop forward, but I mean, it's just the style has changed and you can see that now with the American craft beer thing that's been going on. Uh, the the pale ale style has really changed and become more acceptable to have a lot more hot profile in it. I mean, if you're going for a traditional style, then, you know, it's not anywhere near that. But if you're just going to consider this an American pale ale, it, it really has a lot more hot presence to it than most other ones would. But really easy drinking. It's nice. It's 5%. Really sessionable, like super easy drinking. Another one, like all of these beers we've had, I mean, even the High Ally, and that's a 7.5% IPA. But they're all, like, really smooth, easy-drinking beers that are just great to have. And it's great to have them in cans because these are the types of beers when you take a sip, 
you can see yourself sitting, you know, put a nice little koozie on it and just sit back and, and have a can of this on a hot summer day, which... Yeah. And would this make the, the holder on the tractor? This definitely would. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> this passes the tractor test. <laughs> yeah, the passes tractor the tractor test. down the road yeah. test. I have a great idea, man. Maybe we could do a giveaway where Ed will come cut your grass and bring a craft beer. That's a great idea. Let's work on and that. And then I'll sign the show. it. And then I'll sign it. Ed will show up with a six-pack and a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have this swerving line. And a bunch of aluminum all over your yard. Congratulations, you're the winner. Does your living room need a mow? Just run over the lawn gnome. Just hope you don't have a shag carpet. It'll be coming through the back door. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody. That's if they have a real back, a big uh, yard, Derek. Can you imagine if it was like a football field? We'd have God. to send paramedics for our Polish friend over here. <laughs> Well, I don't know what happened. Uh, he was cutting the grass, and all of a sudden, I heard yeah. this horrible sound, and there was blood everywhere, and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, it got real dark real fast. So <laughs> yeah, I know, man. We, we're just easily getting off this highway. Derailed. So many exits, yeah. All right, that pause of silence there. Yeah, that was groovy. A, that was a nice little sip. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, th this is another great like, – I love a good pale ale. It's one of my favorite styles to go to because it's not overly aggressive, really easy drinking – and I just love when you can see it. And that really is another thing that showcases the talents of a brewer. Have you said on here, like, if you want to have the ability to see how good a brewer is, is, you know, try their pale ales, try any of their, their lighter beers, things like that of that nature, the Pilsners, that's going to really tell you how good a brewer is because it, there's not really a lot they can hide behind because if you really throw in a ton of hops into yeah. a pale ale, well, now you're, you're going to do an IPA category, and it's totally different. If you can get a really good pale ale that's done in reserve, has a real nice hot presence, but it really finishes easy. Like that really showcases the talents of a brewer. And that, that that's right. one thing that we can definitely say about Wayne is like just from all the beers that we've had from Cigar City, the guy's got a ton of talent going on and really showcases it in a lot of these phenomenal, phenomenal beers. And he's just looking forward to the future like many others. And he has confidence in his beer. And uh, from what I'm hearing from you gentlemen, um, I could see why. Yeah. I definitely could see why. What do we got going on Backyard Ale House this oh, week, we got, man? Uh, five for five on Tuesday. I always invite Derek to the Backyard Ale House in downtown Scranton. He blows me off. He never wants to hang out with me anymore. He doesn't like me. That's why. Well, I don't think it's <laughs> That's you. my first reply is Billy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was circling around the other night. I was in Scranton, and I was like, I don't know. Philly's not there. I don't really want to go down. So... Pretty popular guy around these parts. I know. <laughs> yeah, Derek. If Derek had stopped blowing me off from wanting to hang out, I'll be there more coming up. Oh, I got to work. Yeah. I'm so busy. Oh, that's, you have plenty yeah. of time to throw one Who day. Who needs electricity and water? <laughs> and they're just screw the bill. Well, there's been there, you ask people from back in the little house of the prairie days if they needed electricity <laughs> and stuff and what they did for water. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Right. House. Well, I have been digging that trench in the back for the outhouse, so. <laughs> All right, that's good stuff. Here's the deal. We have a lot of cool stuff going on or what? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we call I call this parade uh, recovery time. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and so many people could understand that. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's uh, you know you do you you do your best that day, and then it's like uh, you got you got you got two weeks to get your to get your mind right, get your you know get your your chi back. I guess yeah. you would say. Chi. And, I don't know. It's like 
<laughs> just come down there. You'll just find come something down. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's we do Tuesday tastings, and and that's like one of those things. If you're um, if you're a craft beer aficionado, you're not sure yeah. what beers you like. You like to you know sample all different kinds. Well, you can get five and one. That night. would be one of the coolest. We call them beer fittings. Yeah, you, know, you that, find out what you like. That's excellent. That's yeah. a great name, and that, that's something to show up for. I can imagine if we were doing a commercial today for Backyard Ale House. Hey, it's Backyard Ale House, Linden Street, downtown Scranton. You know. I don't know. Just come on down. <laughs> it's cool. You'll be there. Yeah. Well, listen, if, if you know, you know. Oh. Ooh. You know what I mean? And you know. You know. And I know because we were talking about death metal. I'm going to play the band Death Crystal Mountain here on the Beer Ooh. Geeks. What the hell is this? What did somebody do to my music? I am going to kill somebody. Oh my God, someone is so dead right now. Oh my God.
Somebody's using my category to load crap music on it. Sorry about that. They had to listen to that dirt before I played this classic from Death, Crystal Mountain. Um, Just warming up with some Enya. <laughs> oh, not good. That was not a good time. All right, but it is what it is, and we're back now, and we're having a good time drinking this beer. I know these cats are definitely making it happen. Here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio brought to you by one and only Backyard Ale House in downtown Scranton. They got that killer patio, man, and so many different craft beers for you to choose from. One of the most knowledgeable staffs and a great menu, especially brunch on Sundays, man. Can't beat that with a wooden stick or liquor with a nine-inch tongue. Why, man? It's the bomb. I wouldn't let you walk in this studio if I did not love your establishment. I would not let you in this building and be on the show if I didn't think everybody that crosses near or through Scranton should not at least stop for one drink at Backyard Ale House. If you do not want to enjoy the environment and the menu and the staff, then you're out of your mind. Go sit in a drive-thru at a Wendy's or something like that because Backyard Ale House is right in downtown Scranton and there might not be a whole lot of life, but there's one hell of a heart pumping and it's right there on Linden Street, dog. Yeah, thanks, brother. Great time. Well, that's, that's what we do here, dog. We know... We know how our bread is buttered and how to get it buttered wonderfully by some mighty fine-looking waitresses, I might say, too, Backyard Billy. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we you know, we, we, like, uh, we like people of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, we do. You know? We love them all, man. Come one, come all. If come I had one, an arc, all. I'd take two come, of the age. Yeah. <laughs> come as you are, right? Uh, Unfortunately, we might need one. Okay, we got to get to be drinking beer. Yeah, we got two, two left and two, two big boys, too, with this one. Now, yeah. we have the, the first one. This is Florida Man. This is their double IPA, and uh, if you aren't familiar with uh, Florida and you want to become more familiar, just Google search some Florida news and just see the insanity of the people. Actually, no, Florida arrests. That's probably a better one. And you will see some of the insanity that goes on in Florida. Uh, I believe Florida was where the whole zombie thing happened, where the guy ate the other guy's face and he was tripping on bath salts and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, I think that was Florida. I mean, Florida is just kind of really known I mean, that was one thing I've been fun to talk to Wayne about since he's right there. I mean, Florida is really known for a lot of the insanity that goes on there. And this beer kind of really celebrates it all. <laughs> if you read the bottle, it kind of goes through everything that goes on down there. But, uh, no, this is a really super easy drinking IP, double IPA, 9.3%. It's got a really nice mouthfeel and a really nice malt bill in this. It's just, like, sweet. But you get this whole hop aroma of like some pine, not as citrusy, kind of more towards the floral pine end of things, a little citrus in the back end, but just a really super sweet malt that just really gives it that really nice round mouth feel, very filling. Doesn't have that bone dry finish again either. And it's just like a really, really good double IPA. This is one I really haven't seen around. This is the first time for me trying this yeah, one. Yeah, I've never had this one yeah, before. It's I haven't great. really seen this one kicking around too much, but I think it's getting out there. Um, but yeah, it just kind of celebrates all things Florida, which is just always an enjoyable read if you ever want to just sit and, and spend some time, just look, look up some Florida arrests. I think we're lucky because actually Cigar City is distributed here, so we, we yeah. are able to get these beers. Well, but, when, they, um, when they started expanding, 
Uh, they actually went from Florida. They they only went to initially Philadelphia and New York. That was all they were available outside of Florida. So they they came right up to the Pennsylvania area, like right away, and then out into New York. And that's really where they've they've set up home base as well. And I think even when they pulled stuff back because they were going through some growing pains, they pulled out of a lot of markets. But I believe they still kept up in this area. So I mean, a lot of Pennsylvania, a lot of people in the New England area type. You can find these available. We don't we don't get their their full complement yeah. of, of of beers that they offer, but you know you can you usually can find the high lie, you know the Maduro Brown. We have the hotter than Hellas now. I mean a lot of these a lot of their um, staple beers is uh, you know are, are made available here in this area, so we're fortunate. Yeah, just, what do you uh, got there? Now I just poured the, the one we was selling. This is the, the Hunapu's Imperial Stout. Now this All is right. this is really sought after. They said before last year when they did this, they actually ran out and had a big backlash. This was actually just released. That Hunapu Day was last Saturday. They they weren't going to redo it after what happened last year, but they decided they're going to do this. Uh, it's a really incredibly complex stout. It's got some chilies in there. It's got cocoa. It's got uh, Madagascar vanilla beans, which... If you're familiar with that, it's a really, really strong vanilla. Uh, well, vanilla if you're gonna flavor, have vanilla beans, yeah, Madagascar, you want to have that in there. It, it's just like a really clean. It doesn't have that uh, imitation vanilla taste to it or anything. And oh man, it's, yeah, the aroma is just an incredible. And it's 11 percent ABV, so it's definitely a, a kicker on there. Super black. It is like motor oil black. It, it's oh, just taking this the first sip. Like it, it's it's so complex. Like you get. The spicy chilies are there, but it's definitely not going to be a chili beer. You get some of the chocolate, like a bitter chocolate, some that vanilla beans really there, some subtle sweetness, wow. a little bit of coffee. It's just super. This is one of those beers that you could it's amazing. Sit and, yeah, you could sip on for hours and hours because there's just so much going on in this beer. And this is one as it warms up too. You're going to get even more. And it's fun to say too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Hunapu. <laughs> but like this is a, a beer that they they really. Uh, people seek this one out big time and go after this one because it's just... Well, if they're making fake bands yeah. for their wrists so they can get a taste of it, man, they must really be seeking it out. Yeah, it, it's just a super popular one. This is one, I don't know how much they, they uh, release it outside of the immediate right. area. I don't know if this is one you're going to really see in a lot of shelves. Um, but I know what they were going to do because last year they actually... It was funny because they, they was slowly growing popularity and they decided to basically almost, I think at least a 50% increase in their production from the year before of Hunapu, and they still ran out. And I don't know what they did last year, but they were talking about only doing it through distribution, and that was all it was going to be, and you set it up with them and however you want to get it. So I don't know how much they put into distribution and how much they put out through the brewery because they decided to have the Hunapu's Day after everything. And, and from what I've seen, like, it was a good success this year, and everyone left happy. Because nice. they, they worked it out last year. They, they found out what happened. They actually uh, went and rebrewed a lot of the beer and made sure the people that didn't get it got their beer and everything, they, they did the right thing. But it was just like, that's a headache for a brewery. When you're doing something as big as this and, you know, the amount of ingredients and everything's tied up into it and you got to go and rebrew it because of, you know, jerks <laughs> just doing stuff. Yep. Um, but, I mean, they did it. They wanted I to, bet you they, know. I, I bet they hoonapooed their pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to go home and pack their hoonapoos <laughs> yeah. and um, take a blast from that. You know, but it's one, like one, one very sip frustrating. Of this. One sip of this and you... Can see why people go after, and you get that. There's cinnamon in this as well, and you you really get that. I mean, this is just so complex, but at the same time, you're you're able to pick out the ingredients. That's what's great about this is sometimes you get a beer that's like really complex and it has all these ingredients, but it's really tough to pick them out. 
without being told this is this, this is the, you, you get all those flavors. You don't have to be told, oh, it's got chocolate. Oh, it's got vanilla. Oh, it's got chilies. It's got some cinnamon. Like you get all those notes. Like, and then when you read everything, you start to see all the stuff and there's some coffee in there and all these really nice notes going on. And this is one of those beers too. When you go on these rating websites, like I'm looking at the, the beer advocate page for now, hundred, all the things it's got a hundred. It's just a really well done sought after beer. And 11%, you get no alcohol heat whatsoever, which is actually what makes this kind of a little bit of a dangerous beer because mm. it, it'll it'll really sneak up and kick you in the ass pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> but, I mean, this is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you are able to get a bottle of this Hunapu, is like absolutely, it's worth, even if you're, if you're a trader and you're trying to get a hold of it, make sure it's legit and uh, absolutely get a hold of this beer if you're a stout fan. If you're a stout fan, what do you think, Ed? It's a pretty bottle, I know that. It's very pretty, Fred. Okay. <laughs> you liking this or what? Oh, this is very good. Uh, I, w- I wish it was a little bit more available in the area because I'd go out and buy a bottle of this right, wow. right cool. now. Yeah, and this is one you can actually hang on to in age, too. People will do that with this beer because it's 11% big, beefy stout. You can hang on to this in age. So. That was going to be my next comment. I was wondering if, uh, how this would taste if you barrel-aged it. I would think that the chilies are going to drop out a little bit and the, the mouthfeel would kind of get a little thinner. S- yeah, a little slicker with everything. But, you know, depending on how long you're going to hang on to it, but I would think the chili's going to be the first thing to drop it's out got, of this It thing. definitely has a heavy mouthfeel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And we have very little time. And next here week, we are. Go next ahead. week, we got Heavy Seas on. Another really sought-after brewery. we got some really awesome nice. stuff, and their brewmaster is going to be calling in, so we're going to get into some Heavy Seas beers. Heavy Sea, Heavy Sea, Heavy Sea. What's, what's that beer we had around Christmas, the Heavy Seas? Oh, the Santa one. I don't remember. Yeah, that was good. We'll figure that one. Yeah, their, their barrel-aged stuff's awesome. All right, man. You heard it all from the Beer Geeks today on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. We are glad that you could just A-gain. And like Derek said, we have a great show lined up for you next Saturday. Just make sure you're up and ready with your glasses. We have the Beer Geeks here as poor. Consider yourselves all dealt with.